0: This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3501 for Monday the 3rd of January 2022. Today's show is entitled, H.P.R. Community News for December 2021, and is part of the series, H.P.R. Community News, it is posted by H.P.R. Volunteers, and is about 72 minutes long, and carries an explicit flag. The summary is, H.P.R. Volunteers talk about shows released, and comments posted in December 2021.
1: Hi everybody, my name is Ken Fallon, and you're listening to another episode of Hacker Public Radio today. HPR community news for December 2021. We made it through, Dave. We made it through. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, still alive and everything. Wow, yeah, it's not over yet. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, joining me tonight is Dave, and there are a few other people around. Don't know if they'll unmute later. We're recording this smidgen early in order to facilitate the community uh, community news. No, in order to facilitate the HBR New Year show, which is uh, scheduled for a few days from now. So there we go. Scheduled for tomorrow, to be honest. Tomorrow, yeah. So tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock, I'll start all these projects that I had left binned for the entire year. But by the time you hear this, it's over... Possibly, possibly <laughs> could be still going. You never know. Anyway, as um, a little bit of background on what HPR is, we're a community podcast that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. An entirely volunteer organisation where the shows are submitted by uh, the listeners, people very much like you listening to this today, and one of those who stepped forward. To join us on our quest was?
0: Sound of my brain working and changing tabs. And we are um, congratulating Mechatroniac who joined us in this past month.
1: Excellent. uh, Excellent handler. Yeah. Um, Cool. Yep. And why HPR? HPR is dedicated to sharing knowledge. And you can do so by submitting an audio file of your choosing on any topic that's of interest to hackers that isn't spam. And many of those people who do that, um, we come on here once a month to give you a a, first of all to go through all the shows in the month, make sure everybody's uh, got at least some feedback. And then we uh, go through all the stuff that's been happening on the mailing list and all the other stuff. So, shall we start, Dave? Indeed. Indeed. The first one was Audio Wiring Hack in a Classroom in Lafayette, Louisiana, by John Culp.
0: Yes, this is uh, John going and uh, tweaking the uh, the wiring in a <laughs> lecture theatre, which, you know, sounds just <laughs> like John, just, just the sort of thing you'd expect him to do.
1: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, yes. We have uh, one... Yeah, go on. Wondering, was he doing this clandestine like? But apparently, he had asked them to do it, but they didn't. So there we go.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I could see that uh, exploding in not in a not in a literal way, but uh, all manner of kickback. If if we dared to do that sort of thing in the university, I worked at the uh, the audiovisual yeah. people would be at the doorstep. The heavies would be there. What did you do?
1: <laughs> indeed, indeed. But that's, do you that's
0: I'll, I'll read Trey, shall I? Yeah. Um, Please. So Trey says, I'm sure the audio strict video department loves you. <laughs> it's the same view as I do. <laughs> Thanks for sharing this great little hack. It may have a negative impact on the impedance matching for this audio uh, input channel, but it
1: shouldn't be overtly
0: noticeable when listening. Thanks again for sharing. Excellent.
1: So the following day we had Linux in-laws with version control systems and why you should bother. Another excellent example, as the guys uh, putting together a nice show, giving an overall bit of a history, actually, in the various different. um,
0: Yeah, it's quite nice to get a bit of context. Um, I knew some of it, but not all of it. So it's good good to have that sort of view.
1: And Trey again was here and said, thanks for sharing. I've been managing versions of configuration files locally on my system, and you have inspired me to try to use GitHub instead. GitLab. GitLab. We shall see how it goes. Keep up the awesome work. Echo. And continue chugging away with this series on the GIMP this time. Uh, this is more a layer molds in GIMP and darken molds. Yeah, yeah, go on, sorry. And as ever, you should uh, uh, check out the links in his show notes.
0: Yeah, it's quite interesting insight into how this sort of stuff works. I've never never given it much thought, but uh, it's uh, sort of uh, pulling back the, the curtain a little bit.
1: Yeah, and some of the effects you'd never really think of doing, but then you look at some of them and you go, oh, oh I've seen that before. <laughs> That's such and such a person's logo. Yeah, yeah. That's no, intriguing. Good stuff. Uh, no comments on this, which uh, I think he's getting an unduly few comments on this. That's not English, but I'm tired.
0: No, it's, it's true. It's it's partly because he uh, hooker's become sort of part of the HBR furniture. I feel that uh, you know. Uh, oh yeah, it's this time uh, a hook show. Oh yeah, fine. Oh that was good. But you know, why would you? Why do you congratulate your your chairs every day? Yeah, exactly. Hold so, on, on, the, the, <laughs> on the seating. <laughs> It's. It's. I know. It's. It's. It's a shame because he does need the. He does deserve lots of congratulations, which we try and give him, of course, on these yeah. shows. But yeah. Um, but even yeah. Us,
1: even us, you know, if he has three shows in the one series, we just kind of skip over the other two, you know. But Olga, feel free to take as much credit as you like, and indeed, there's a beverage of your choice available whenever you've come over to visit.
0: Absolutely, yes. yes Although he may need to uh,
1: waterproof his <laughs> RV to get it over the Atlantic. <laughs>
0: <but>. <laughs> I don't know if he's planning to head to Europe. Not in the uh, RV, I'm sure. Know, but, uh,
1: there's, a, there's a show I'd like to hear. How do you? The uh, following day show was the community news. We said nothing controversial, and that was that. And then we had an introduction to post apocalyptic robotics meta technology from metatronics and there was one comment on this one he's a new host by the way yep. my turn or yours uh
0: i think it's mine isn't it yeah yeah took me a while to uh to, to scroll down <laughs> i forgot i can click the, the comment button anyway um revealing my idiocy uh, to the world today fascinating subject says windigo this is a stellar first episode. Harvested electronic components, robotics on the cheap, made for the apocalypse, but fun beforehand as well. Thank you for the additional video links. I'm glad I was able to see these robots in action. I'm looking forward to future shows in this series. Excellent,
1: isn't it? So he has to do more shorts now.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've not not looked at the video. I, I've slipped up there. I must have a look at that. It sounds a lot of fun. No, the, uh, well, the... The... Things like printer motors and stuff. I have a dead, maybe a couple of dead printers here. I, just, I have. I'm loath to throw away, so I'm going to see what I can do with the bits at some stage.
1: Yeah. Anyway, next thing was a very short show from uh, Sigflop, and she's got a phone. It's a Pint Sixty Four phone. I have a Pint Sixty Four phone. Did I do a show about it? No. So procrastination. <laughs> procrastination <laughs> gets in the way again. However, I just would be interested to know: Does your my point sixty four phone gets really hot? I mean, really burn your leg hot? I am wondering: Is that normal? Hmm? Anybody out there with a point sixty four phone? Yeah, that doesn't sound good. And the there's a image in the show notes, GIMP on a cell phone for obvious reasons.
0: <laughs> As you would, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I was trying to talk my uh, my kids into having one of these, but they said no, the iPhone will be fine. Thanks very much. uh uh-huh,
1: uh-huh. <laughs> Uh following day this one will be right up your alley, I'm guessing. My Vim set up with GNU PG. Talk to it's me about it.
0: This is very cool um it's the ability for vim to uh read and write um encrypted files which you've uh, encrypted with your gpg key and stuff which is uh, which is really cool yeah i can't remember if i've done this i think i might have tried it at some point but never had any great need for it since it's just me <laughs> but uh, i do have a few GPG encrypted files, but I don't need to edit them mostly. But still, it's uh, it's it's cool. It's very
1: cool. Mm. I love the show notes, even the color.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Archer72 is doing a wonderful job of, uh, of preparing show notes, actually. We, we had a little bit of a fight with his pictures, as I recall, but not much because we were sort of feeling our way to the best way of Um, Putting pictures in in show notes, which I want to write up at some point and uh, make available to the to the HPR
1: world Um, But yeah, it it worked out really well Yeah Very good. Very good. Um, I'm filing this one under the heading of I will need that at some point
0: Yeah, it's good to have that sort of thing. It it is to have that capability is it's going to be excellent.
1: I have uh, occasions and work to have have to have uh, files GPG'd. Least common denominator, actually. So, uh-huh. there you go. The following day, I... inspired by a comment on uh, Mastodon, I... It was 50 years at the the time of recording when the first edition of Unix was published. And I thought to myself, well, why not get the book? And somebody says, here's the original book. So I went and got all the commands from the first version of Unix and then tried them on my laptop, just running Fedora to see how many were still, uh, still working after all these years. And about half of them have survived, <laughs> but the half that have survived are the ones that have nothing to do with tape decks. So yes, yes. The the, the I
0: I did actually encounter Unix in about 1970 something. Um, there was a company called Harris that made a made a, a Unix. Sort of mini thing that we we were looking at at Lancaster University when I worked there. Um, I have no idea what version of Linux, uh, Unix it was, but it was. Uh, but tapes were very very much involved. <laughs> it was all about you know uh, yeah. um, using tar to generate stuff and squirt it to tapes and rewinding your tapes and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Those were the, yeah. those are the days.
1: <laughs> well, that's the, that was the, you know the hard disks of the time, the SD cards yeah. as such. Yeah, yeah. Um, so well, it makes yeah. sense. but what's interesting mm-hmm. is all the other ones that continue to work, you know, and lots of work. <laughs> 10,000 ls commands ran uh, find about three thousand times RM um, about two thousand times Platy would be pissed with me. but there you go. Um, mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah, 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 absolutely absolutely it's not it's not not really surprising, is it these are these are nuts and bolts of uh, unix Linux.
1: Yeah, and it's just uh, the whole the whole thing about Unix being a you know difficult learning curve, and yeah, it's a learning curve. But you've got fifty years in which to do it. Like you know, can you? I remember having an argument in my uh, when my kids were in national school or in I don't know what you call it in, in the UK national school, the first school that they go to.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway,
1: from, yeah digress about uh, windows uh, windows 2000 or windows xp at the time and that you know they they'll have to learn how to use all this stuff i uh, go, no, the, these operating systems will not exist by the time these kids have finished their education you know? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and yes the linux commands the unix commands will so good
0: yeah yeah it'd be interesting to to just as a personal voyage to see how different these commands are from their original, because the, the GNU project has done a huge amount of work on mm-hmm. on uh, twiddling them I think probably Find has got a bazillion oh, more yeah. options yeah, yeah. to it, and all the regular expression stuff, and yeah I, I couldn't get on with Find when I first used it back in HPUX and Ultrix and yeah, Sunos yeah. and things, it was a very very strange thing to use, but it's become much much easier to, to use I think it's just a few
1: if statements from becoming senti- from becoming sentient.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. I don't know. Monochromic says, "Okay." Well, do you want <laughs> sorry? To no, no, it's all right. Sorry, right. I'm just wittering in the in the background here. Uh,
1: that's fine. Get off my little Mon- Monochromic says, "The show, great show." This, of course, is an ugly mirror showing exactly how time flies and how we've been getting old ever since.
0: Very true, very
1: true. Uh but thankfully we're not uh we're not installing Windows ninety five floppy disks, so yeah. <laughs> I am still happy with the media uh with the choice of media player that I've uh, given the kids, which is mm-hmm. uh, bash console and uh, uh MPV. And that they need to you know, because I was—I uh, told you this ages ago about the having to to update like XBMC and whatever it what was, it whatever it's called, Kodi, and all the rest, and UIs and menus, maintaining complicated systems. So I just said, "Here's a here's a bash command. This is how you access <laughs> how you access your media." So they've learned CDLS and all the shortcuts, like for relative directories and and full directories and directory navigation. And occasionally, when they think I'm not listening, they're teaching my wife how to how to do stuff. <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Laziness.
0: Yep. Yep. I think anyway. uh, my I think my son is also a bit of a command line uh, freak because he's had to do quite a lot of basic stuff during his MSc in computer mm-hmm, science mm-hmm. so that uh, I think he's become more enthusiastic about that since uh, yeah good excellent
1: thing it becomes so much more productive i don't know even even though i have an icon there on the bottom of my screen for opening a browser the amount of times i've hit alt f2 and XTG open <laughs> The webpage. I don't know. It's just <laughs> fine. Okay, unleash the true potential of GNU nano text editor. An audio rendition. Uh, this was by Hacker Defoe,
0: and
1: yeah, I read it out more or less.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd forgotten that you you'd done this
1: one. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's excellent. It's really. I had no idea nope, that nano none. could do all this stuff. I no. I have. I have hated on Nano for years, partly because I spent a few years um, using and supporting people using Pico because we mm-hmm. had we used Pine on the uh, on the Vax cluster that uh, that I was managing, and um, so that comes to Pico, and that's where Nano's come from because it's uh, it's another one in that range, isn't it? We've had that discussion, um, yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah. Uh, but it was, it was. I mean, it does the job. It does the job. But it's like, you know, trying to knock a nail in with a with a rock. It feels like yeah. rather than having something which is properly balanced and and constructed hammer to. to yeah, now you
1: are, <laughs> I think you'll be extremely unfair. I find I know. It, I've I know, always found it really a useful editor.
0: Well, I just just dislike it because I know there are editors where I can say go through this whole file and do this to everything that matches mm-hmm. and. Um, and that was the case too on um, uh, VMS editors, I, I did a lot of work in editors on VMS because you could program and they had a programming The one I use anyway, had programming capabilities so you could write sort of things in a pascalish like language that, um, uh, that let you uh, extend your editor enormously, which I did, you know so mm-hmm. um, so yeah, to find Why things that, are, that <laughs> find things that are that basic just irritates me, and it's, it's it's a it's a character flaw on my part. I, I really accept it. I, I'll accept that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew you would. Uh, but uh, yeah, but I I really should have a I should back away from that attitude and uh, have a proper look at, at uh, Nano based on this show. I think.
1: I, the following day we had installing a cat door by Rome, and. Uh, this, this I thought, was a, an interesting one. Oh, Ho- yeah, hollow doors.
0: Absolutely. <laughs>
1: that depressed me so much when I found that out.
0: <laughs> I know, I know. I have several of those sorts of doors in my house. Um, in fact, I think they probably aura, all are expensive, too, yeah? Yeah, they're not cheap. They're, those ones with the sort of fake panel y things on them um, that are made of MDF or something with, with just it's a big hole. Yeah, a big hole full of cup filled with things like egg boxes, it's just sort of wiggly wiggly bits of cardboard holding it together. Yeah, it is intensely frustrating having tried to hang door hooks on the inside of the bathroom mm. door and then you find that you're, you it's like you're attaching it to paper. It's, <laughs> it's disgusting. It really is. But what do you do? What do you do? I just had a new door. I've got stairs up into my attic and the attic is floored and I'm trying to turn it into a sort of working area mm-hmm. if I can, and um, the, I had a joiner in recently who was uh, doing some, some work up there, putting um, a- a- enclosing the area in plasterboard and stuff, and he put a new door on for me and he said, oh, it's not a bad door, it's got a sort of uh, veneer that makes it look like wood, but when you, you touch the bottom of it, where he had to cut it down to, to fit the, the gap, yeah. it's just just open. <laughs> It's just a void <laughs> with bits <laughs> of cardboard hanging out of it, which you don't see, but that's yeah, irritating yeah. the life out of me. I've got to go and do something about that.
1: I know the feeling. <laughs> I, I know the feeling. Uh, so, no comments on that one as yet. Uh, no doubt, in the fullness of time, electronics will be fitted to that, and we will get a live feed coming in from <laughs> how often their door is open. Cat goes in, cat comes out.
0: Correct, right, yes. <laughs> yes,
1: yes. Now, it's a good show, though. I really enjoyed.
0: Uh, I really enjoyed this sort of thing. I don't know whether it, whether everybody feels the same way, but
1: I found it was great. Yeah. The following day, we had a bioral three D audio recording. Please listen at normal speed with good headphones. And this one annoyed me because I had to. <laughs> I had to rewrite my script to do the uh, to not munge up the. Um, the, the the channels but that's that's a new <laughs> thing not a uh, that's that's a like oh you've just hard-coded all your variables <laughs> type problem you know it's your fault that still doesn't make you happy uh, but yes. uh, thankfully uh thankfully that uh that has been fixed at least so we can we're we're good to go
0: yeah it's good i'm, I'm glad did did we add in the the links to the other episodes, I can't remember if uh, if, if it was Kuvmo who sent in the I think he did send in the, the original links yeah, which is great because he's been doing this stuff for for a number of years now <laughs> and it's good to hear some more
1: <laughs> Yeah, I'm just wondering though, does every recording coming out of America have to have a, an, uh, um, a fire alarm or a police alarm going off in the background? <laughs> I yeah. I don't know. I've, I've most of the recordings I hear from the states, especially the the rain ones. You hear a, a siren going off in the background.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, it happens all over the place, do not know. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Um, when when I took my kids to Paris and we stayed in stayed in mm-hmm. Paris in a in a hotel, we were woken up regularly by blooming yeah. police sirens. So they, they're very siren-y <laughs> in in Paris. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's it depends on this sort of local fashion. I think. Yes, but in Paris, it's, it's the flavor of the place. <laughs> the fashion police. <Yes>. <laughs> Probably yes. Oh my god!
1: <laughs> you have not carrying that bagel properly. Uh, okay, we do apologize to all our French listeners. We uh, <laughs> we have an inferiority complex about France, uh-huh, as uh-huh. as most people do. I think
0: I think the I think it works both ways. Actually, I'm sure that a number of French people take the
1: Mickey at at, at, at Brits and whatever. So, yeah. So the following day, she's back. This time, it's Haskell. Equally, quality of structured errors. Oh, this one I needed to read the notes. I did. The notes are brilliant as always. They're they're, they're so full of information, but boy, boy,
0: it's a lot of stuff there.
1: Yeah. I think uh, there there are several people on this network uh, operating at a few gigahertz faster than than I am. Oh yeah, Ditto. And <laughs> is one of those that is for sure. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. But um, about ever Yeah, very much applaud the, uh, the 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 fact that shows like this are being sent in and and so forth. That uh, maybe one day I shall get my head around Haskell, but. Uh,
1: yeah, don't hold your breath. <laughs> I've, uh, I've. It's been one of these where I'm interacting with programmers, and uh, then uh, you know, it really shuts them up if you go, "Hey, you know, there's a cool series in Haskell. There, <laughs> you could, you can go have a look at that." <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, this, this person devil delves in the art that is Haskell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anywho, following day, the path. More on DOS. This time, it's the path. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Memories, memories, traumatic memories, perhaps, but nonetheless, <laughs> memories.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. DOS is a strange beast, isn't it? It's a, or even is a, that, Yeah, I uh, like I said before, I've forgotten most of the stuff I ever did, but uh, yeah, it's quite interesting to to be reminded.
1: And again, as with the uh, the GIMP episode, this is uh, one that, yeah, thank, thanking the chair.
0: Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. These are these are a great resource.
1: Now, my GitHub and Flick Metrics. Bear with me as I go into my GitHub over the past year for some real gems in here. This operator. Wow, this is a treasure trove of stuff. <laughs> This is the one you'd want to check out just to have. Yes, yes.
0: I think there's a, there's a few quite interesting pointers in that lot. have <laughs> uh, brain
1: it's, dump, it's, as it may be. It's still it's, like... Yes, there's weeks it, of study in there. Yeah, exactly. I, I was watching this. For some reason, I was going on a train somewhere, and... Then I was listening, and then script after script after script. Oh my god, what is going on in here? Huh? What's he doing? Ah, that's he, That's what he's doing. Not very good. Like Android Lug Cat for instance, is uh, just. And each each of them. My only criticism of this is each of these are, is a show in itself. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's very true. But as we know, people people just don't listen to me, Dave to which you say, sorry, what did you say? <laughs> it's on out there, yeah, page
0: three. <laughs> you can see that uh, if you can get all the stuff out in one show rather than sitting down umpteen times to do several shows, then there might be an incentive to do the former rather than the yeah. latter. <laughs>
1: Anywho, the following day we had Linux in-laws, Pipewire, just another audio server, think again. I was complaining about, yes, another pipe... You know, yet another... I'm running Fedora. Fedora has adopted Pipewire. Didn't we, a few years back, just have this big uh, hoo-ha over Pulse Audio. And, yes, it seems to have worked. And we seem to have migrated. And at the time, I was wondering, why another one? And then this episode, they interview um, Martin, who is the lead developer for... um, for
0: the oh, Martin references that he wasn't there. Uh, sorry, but not Martin. Is... But, uh,
1: <laughs> why don't they name the... Put the name they, of the people they're interviewing. That They did. S- uh, oh, sorry. Wim Teismans. Teemans. Wim Teemans. The remaining Wim Teemans inventor. Yeah, that's him. But not only was it a brilliant explanation of pipewire the program where it came from, and all the rest... But it was a great background to audio in Linux. To which, to which, in actual fact, I've sent this off to several people recently who asked me about oh, what's this with Jack and what's this with uh, Pulse Audio and stuff. And then forwarded them to this episode. Brilliant.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it really set the scene much better than I've ever ever heard before, actually. It's, uh, yeah. I, I did not know most of this stuff how they how they interrelated with with one another, so yeah very cool
1: okay very good okay monochromic you get to stay for another month <laughs> my first spanish episode and uh we had a this was uh this was an episode that uh we had a request from somebody to do um could they do a Spanish episode on HPR? And, uh, actually Claudio got them to it. So in this show, he's, as I'm joking, he's trying to sell us uh, NFTs in Spanish. <laughs> so I don't think so. I was surprised <laughs> at how much I was able to guess from this. Actually.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I was surprised how little I could get, actually, but I've, I've only listened to it once. So, uh, I, I need to need to listen again but yeah yeah it's Spanish is a nice language I wouldn't mind learning it but uh, um, it's uh, it's a bit of a it, it, yeah it, as with all languages it, it, it you either need to be in the context of it and then you start to absorb it or you need to, to go mm-hmm, through yeah. the, the whole process of doing it in a formal way um, so yeah but very good, very good. I'd, I'd love to know what it. I'd like to see a transcript of it at some stage, a, a, a translation of it. I mean, comments. So shall I do the first yep. one? DNT says, "Great episode. Thanks for the podcast recommendation. Great name for it too."
1: Ooh. And I apologize for this. Oyente <laughs> says, gracias. Muy bueno, to podcast. ya hablas español. Perdón, Castelo, muy bueno. Muy buen. Saludos desde Puerto Rico. Save a congress. Save a <laughs> 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 Ay, 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 ay. It's, uh, mm,
0: it's, a, it's a very attractive language. It, uh, it, uh, and the structure of it. It's got a lot, lot in connection, lot connections with French and other, other such uh, so-called romance languages and stuff. So um, Italian as well, I suppose. Yeah, Portuguese. But anyway, yeah, cool.
1: So recent generator repairs by John Culp from Lafayette, Louisiana, yet again. Um, I've started now. when they're compassed and mastodon the releases, I've started to give a, a little summary in reply. Mm-hmm, and, yeah, no, just... uh, did you? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I see you didn't boost them, Dave. So obviously you don't, <laughs> I, just think much I, would... don't...
0: <laughs> I just read, I don't. Read only is me.
1: I <laughs> haven't got the VIN plug in yet for, for to do a boost. <laughs> uh, God, okay, fine. Anywho, uh, yes, the generator. Why? Everybody seems to have a generator. Amazing. Hurricanes. If your
0: powers, power goes out often, then that's probably a good idea.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, uh, John will be laughing when they uh, when he hears the uh, the dikes have broken here in the Netherlands and we have no generators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I told you so. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I uh, in the last few years at work, I was tasked with. Improving electrical power to a uh, computer room B- yep. A big, big mainframe-y sized computer room And uh, although we put in a big UPS for, to power the whole room the next step in the plan was to have a generator outside. We even spec'd where it's going to go. We're going to put a concrete plinth out there. Have an auto generator that switched in when when needed and stuff. But then they said, "Oh, it's going to cost a lot of money. No, we can't do that." <laughs> the people who wanted it so desperately didn't want it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know how it is, management. <clears throat> but um, yeah, it's it's a it's a very interesting thing to uh, to be working with. But I, I found this show fascinating because I didn't know you, that you, an alternative would be a, a pro, was it propane um, generator as opposed to, you say, this is a, a gasoline, a petroleum, petrol thing. I assume there were diesel in many cases as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, fascinating. Absolutely. The insights you get, you assume that you know, you know, you get a feel for a, a, a place and then suddenly something completely different.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm the fact that you can um connect it to your house power supply presumably and then yep. switch over to to that source rather than the main source is is pretty cool i pretty don't know convenient. Whether... i imagine yeah yeah, the yeah. Freezer and stuff going yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely i have no idea how that's done in the uk if it is
1: more shows folks more shows you know give us a show hey, hey. <laughs> What was that? Do you know? If you know, give us a show. (laughs) Bam. (laughs) Wow. A slogan. Copywriter. Yeah, get on that straight away. Podcast recommendation. The Retroist. And Trey says, great recommendation. Thanks for the recommendation. I listened, and it was a great dive into my favourite Christmas films of all time. And I saw the Retroist himself, uh, or herself, themselves, uh, giving it an old boost there on the social medias. Cool. Very good. Pity the, um, pity it isn't creative commons because I, how I actually did did this. We watched die hard on over the Christmas on Christmas day, actually Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. And my wife had never seen it. And I had confused it with lethal weapon, which I had seen literally hundreds of times because it was the only video tape we had when we were in college so we'd come home from the pub and put on lethal weapon on <laughs> anyway so i hadn't seen it as often as i thought i had and uh the, the kids wanted to watch it because it's been in it's been referenced all the time it's a running joke in brooklyn Nine Nine. have you ever watched that series no it's yeah a cop <laughs> Except, show, yeah. <you> know, <laughs> all right, okay. comedy cop show based in New York, and the guy is in. You know, it's his favorite movie, and everything is basically <laughs> about Die Hard. So uh, it's, you know, it was funny. But then the follow the day afterwards, after listening to it, after watching it, I, I listened to the the podcast. Not this podcast. I had already listened to this podcast, but I listened to the um to the Retrist podcast, and very nice, well produced show and. uh yeah, yeah, to, to listen, and a lot of uh, uh, a lot of, uh, lot of insights try. into the movie actually that I mm-hmm. uh, wasn't aware of.
0: Mm. It's it's quite a, a layered uh, movie. I do recall watching it a long time ago. Um, rarely, it's one of the rare films I've actually seen all the way through. <laughs> so I usually get bored with them, and yeah, tune yeah. Out. I'm not a great one for for movies. But uh, yeah, it's actually. Um, it's, it's uh, yeah it's a it's a meme though isn't it? A, yes.
1: No, it is. So, <laughs> is it a Christmas movie? Is it not a Christmas movie? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, it's good, good stuff. So yeah, it's a shame it couldn't have been included in the in the uh, the couldn't have been included in the episode. Yeah, the as, as you say, it's
1: uh, copyright issues. Although I've had I've had look look not this month actually because I've uh, contacted two. Different people about changing the copyright, and uh, <laughs> one one of them um, sent back not flattering. Uh, yeah, not not a great uh, response. But anyway, we do our best to stay polite and uh, try again. But sometimes you have look. I've I've had. Uh, Bit of luck getting people to at least switch to a, a Creative Commons license, you know, non non commercial even is at least better than nothing.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't just don't think many people fully understand the, yeah. the nuances of it is part of the part of the issue. I I must admit to sometimes drawing a blank. <laughs> I come to to uh, think about it. So yeah,
1: I think we've uh, in the free software community. A lot of people have been exposed to the concept of licenses, and then coming into uh, Creative Commons as a license on a published work, then that that kind of makes sense. But I think a lot of people just assume, oh, it's on it's on YouTube. It's yeah, I can I can share it. I can upload it to YouTube. It's it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The following day, Norris, Nor hit me with that one.
0: I think he pronounces it Norrist.
1: Norrist. Okay. Norrist. 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 Norrist says how I record HPR episodes. Some Python to record short segment of audio, and I presume you will be doing comments of this.
0: So, some guy commented on this, saying, "Great show." Yep. A very interesting approach to re- recording HBR shows. Not a method that ever occurred to me, but that's what HBR is all about, smiley face. Great to hear your comments about Mr. Gadgets. He was an HBR stalwart for many years and I for one miss his Indeed, contributions. I was listening to some of his shows while working on the TAG project and it was great to hear him. So, yeah, yeah, excellent. Yeah, amazing. But Norris' show was brilliant. I really enjoyed it. It's Unbelievable. Totally it's a very very good show and uh, well done and the, the the thinking behind it is uh, is really you know a bit eye opening i think really it's you know just seeing how other people do things teaches you something you want to much. give people a summary of what the show was about well he is not he he wants to record hbr shows he's been a long time hbr listener and uh, but he's uh, he's not good at speaking off the cuff which is why he mentioned mr gadgets and and uh, how he always he used to just phone in shows and he could just talk in a structured way just off the top of his head i think um but um but yeah norris is saying that he he can't do that so he comes at shows with a with a script but in some cases he um, quite likes to do them in small chunks so he's written a thing that lets him uh, record a bit and then record another bit and then stick them all together and make make a show which uh, and he drives the the, the recording and sticking th- with scripts and uh, which um, use a, a script as is as in a, a written text with, uh, with, with markers to separate the, the chunks. Yep. So, uh, so you can do it. So, you know, overall, that's that's, that's a fantastic idea. I think really. Good. I am
1: more than mildly interested in this. If that's a word. I'm thinking of doing some stuff uh, like this because if you if you do it this way, then you've got your show notes out of the way straight away, and it gives you it gives you a structure for it. Very, very, very cool. Very cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's um yeah it's it's a really interesting way of approaching it. I've yet to yep. look at he, he's, he's he's sent in his um Python script scripts just the one. Um, but uh, yeah, it it um I think there's quite a lot to be learned from what he's doing there. So I've yet to look in detail, but still very cool.
1: Okay, cool. Next one is Janculators. <laughs> Has to be one of school. Follow (laughs) the whales of the Jankees all monster to the muddly flux of head torch borderlands, which makes no sense if you didn't listen to the show. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I was. I have to go going, what. And then do a rewind to the uh, to the beginning where it was ah, it's one of spoons, right? <laughs> Rebooting uh, my mind to the correct frame of reference, and away we go again.
0: Yeah, excellent. A, a, a most interesting uh, take on, on on the subject.
1: Which We'd is- love to see a photograph. Yes, yes, or That'd perhaps nice. a uh, wood carving. Might be more appropriate.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely.
1: <clears throat> excellent, excellent. No comments on that as yet.
0: I think everybody's still digesting. probably yeah. <laughs> in shock.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right, the guys are back with the big Christmas, New Year bash with the Grumpys. They do a lot of planning. They were able to squeeze this in on the 29th. And the future is, yes, Sent to us will always be open. They yeah. It was coherent, but as I was listening to it, it was coherent. But looking at the links, it doesn't seem to be. <laughs> yes, it's one of
0: these stream of yeah. consciousness things.
1: <laughs> it turns out to be. Yes, yes. But, but it's <laughs> an enjoyable show, particularly if you're into their <laughs> brand of humor.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Oh, it did a great job. It's quite nice, the, the four of them all uh, bouncing ideas off of yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a good combination, I thought.
1: So, the next one was, uh, today as we recorded this, uh, fixing a noisy blower motor, which was Archer 72. Mm-hmm. And what I liked about this one was, not only did he get a fix, but uh, there was a before and after, and it was a definite improvement.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was that was an important thing, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I uh, noticed that and noted it to myself. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he was. He sent in some nice pictures too, which I'm always a great fan of, as you know.
1: Yeah, cool.
0: Although I hit uh, leaf
1: blowers myself, I have to. I have to tell you. Yeah, we have it's, a. Uh, uh, we're bordering on. Uh, the two graveyards behind us and it's like 24 7 you go why you know it's just like the lads have nothing to do there and and then right okay go out for a few hours and blow the leaves away when there's no possible reason to do it anyway and the last show of the year i think rather fittingly was uh episode three thousand. 000- 500. 3,500. That is 3,800 shows, Dave. So we're going to be hitting our four thousand episode next year. Mm-hmm. hmm Wow. Yep. Yeah. Impressive stuff. Anyway, the show itself was The Gimp. It was uh, about layer modes called blending modes, combining layers in different ways. If you don't know about layers, you should. You should listen to this because it's uh, a very good concept of layer, how layers work. And his analogies are quite good in this, I have to say.
0: Right, I haven't listened yet because... Uh, <gasps> it's. Uh, <laughs>
1: I can't... St- <laughs> It's, We're been busy, pretending it's been a busy to be week. the future, day we <laughs> to be 20, 20, well, 22.
0: I know, I know. It's, uh, I'm, I'm ashamed ah, you just of myself. ruined the illusion there. <laughs> we'll uh, we should right. talk about it next month.
1: Fair enough, let's do that. Of course, you're going to spend three evenings scripting something to make sure that we do do that, I guess. <laughs> I, I might not, actually. <laughs> Do we have any comments that are not covered? Oh, and last. So there's six comments from four previous shows, apparently. Uh, so from the Squirrel Free Software Foundation blog, Toto <laughs> Tommy says, where's the down, thumbs down button? Uh, what are you talking about? I think that should be, what are you talking about? <laughs> you seem to think that if a distro removes an application, they hate it can call if a distro moves an application they hate is can call them names part of making a distro is adjusting the curate application list i never it never occurred to me that HBR should have a thumbs downs button until i listened to this piece of work next one
0: yeah <laughs> the next one is from um dnt on a show from Clatu about uh, xml starlet and DNT says, when I listened to We Need to Talk About XML, I nodded in agreement. Working in localization, there's a lot of XLIFF. What is that? I don't know what that is. So I've learned to appreciate it. This week, I had a chance to use XML Starlet at work, so I came back and mm-hmm. had another listen to this. There was some trouble figuring out the deal with XML namespaces. I found that in XML Starlet, you can just use double slash underscore colon node, where the underscore stands for the default namespace. For now, this just worked, but I do need to learn more about namespaces. Thanks again.
1: Yeah, they, uh, the forward slash forward slash there is not necessary. You can do it with full relative paths with the colon. Underscore colon. But only if you're not dealing with multiple namespaces. you're dealing Mm -hmm. with multiple namespaces. I suppose that's a show there that I need to do. Alright, fine. I'll frickin' do it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I did uh,
0: try and learn some of this a number of years ago and then decided not to. I retired instead, so that's (laughs) fine.
1: I would love to have the option, Dave. I spent quite <laughs> a considerable amount of time going over XML, and I have this uh... massive how to and work that people occasionally uh, hit the like button on. And uh, yeah, just tears, tears, tears of pain. Anyway, we covered the love bugs comment, I'm guessing. We did, and- yep. We'll (laughs) go on to Operator, whose comment about replace Ken Fallon with a script. This was uh, on um, my HPR audio phone, which is a comment I made to Operator from HPR. Uh, Do you want to read that one? And then I think I commented back.
0: (laughs) All right. Cannot be automated? Oh, shame. Alexa, Siri, neural networks, everything can and will be automated. I would start with detection of notes, similar how singing autotune can make people almost sound like they can sing, where the audio is checked for n length of music. ID, it's near the beginning and matches the intro music by n percent, then they included the intro and if the notes don't match maybe it's some other music or singing same for outro the only limit is yourself and it gives a, a link to www.zombo.com. i <laughs> struck a nerve there <laughs> it says. You make a good point about messing with people's audio. I imagine a fully automated system that will manage at least seventy five percent of uploads. Smiley face. What if if you only had to answer one question? Choose an option. Let HPR edit your audio. Remove noise detect presence intro. Detect presence outro. Question mark. Do not edit my audio. Those would be the options that uh, would be presented,
1: perhaps to which i replied thanks for volunteering hi operator thanks for volunteering to do this once you have a script up and running mid you can announce it to the general population can so uh yeah That's, i i intended that to be uh tongue-in-cheek but uh reading it, it doesn't seem to be but if anyone was thinking i was serious uh about that i wasn't But with regards to his options, no, no. Because uh, we've already seen with the is your intro and outro present. If you ask people to fill out a form, it doesn't get filled out properly. Even by uh, seasoned hosts. In fact, especially by seasoned hosts actually tend not to pay any attention to the radio buttons on the forums. So, no. Mm -hmm. No. And uh, Taj, in the most recent... Uh, In the most recent uh, uh, DevRandom episode, they are saying that, uh, yes, automation of audio is not possible, and I'm agreeing with them. Yes, Mm -hmm. transcoding Mm -hmm. I can do, but don't go messing with audio. Thank you.
0: Yes, it's a a deadly thing. Though I must admit my um, my, uh, uh, son, who is into AI uh, big time, uh, seems to think that it is possible but I don't know whether that comes with being uh-huh. an AI person or whether it's re- reality or not Yeah, I suspect sorry. theoretically probably or manner of things possible but the re- reality has a nasty bite yeah. sometimes
1: yeah. Correct and I've worked with Alexei and Siri and yeah and yeah your the, the number of false positives that you get the number of yeah, I can't really comment on it, but it is—it ain't a pan- panacea either. And Neural networks are just computer-generated if statements. Sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'll um, I'll, I'll bring my son on one time and see what. Yeah, He, free. What he gets. Oh, I would really like to hear him do a do a show actually, but uh, yeah. he's yeah. he's still still in the early days of his new job. Anyway, there's one more comment from operator said fun. Yeah, I caught the Spanish episode and I thought I could try a rough translation to English with the script I wrote to speech-to-text any media. And he gives a link to a, a GitHub script in his uh, GitHub repository we saw before. Detection of standard HPR intros should be possible, and if I'm lucky, I can detect any non-standard, like humming, etc. But i only ever done
1: basic Dartnet training with images. Mm. Yeah, all messing aside. I did I had a look at that script and I couldn't see anything in it that would lead me to think that it was uh going to um yeah, that was going to be able to do stuff. But then again it calls another script within it. So I'll have to have a look. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a quick a to click on I personally Same. before I uploaded my audio would really appreciate a DM on fire so if you can work on a D um and A affair that would be great. And it should be possible uh, to do that because each person tends to have their own uh, an, uh, you know f- I can't yeah. remember what the word is for that filler sound that people make when they're thinking. But mm-hmm. well, I mm-hmm. that's the thing. You'll everybody else knows who's listening to my shows knows what my personal ones are.
0: Yep. Yep. Oh I, I go through a lot of trouble to to remove them out of mind because my brain now being as old as it is <laughs> cannot go as fast as it could <laughs> so, so there's a lot of oh uh, I need to think here <laughs> uh, 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 while I do this I shall just go um and uh, and, and so on and but you can spot them because they're they have this strange sort of um, shape like a sort of small whale <laughs> Yeah. As you, you scan on you mean, the thing. Yeah. <laughs> and you say, Oh, there's an um bam, get that going. But yes. So you you would think it would be possible to to do that, wouldn't you? But yep, we'll, uh, wait and see.
1: Uh so that was that for the shows. Moving on to the mail list discussion. And for people who don't know, we tend to discuss policy stuff on the uh HPR. Uh, mail list and basically whenever a question comes in uh, that is above my pay grade, that then I just uh, ask the host to pass that question on to the mail list so it can be discussed there. And for some reason I was checking to see, oh yeah, I wanted to see if the janitor's uh, mail was working. So, there was no need to reply, it worked. It
0: It looked like there was an issue with mail. Um, I remember that time,
1: where, uh, I don't know, I still do know what it was. I think
0: I suffered from
1: You've a You've started of my... xyloning. I don't know if it's you or me. Try again.
0: Can you hear me now? Yeah, you're still xyloning. Huh. That's... That be.
1: What do? I'm It could be on my side. How do I sound now? No, still... The Unfortunate thing is it probably come out on my recording. So okay, I'll go through the mail list. Uh hi, it's that time again, so this is about the new year show. Not a lot of point because this will be announced after the new year show. Uh policy change, removal of by arrange permission when posting to HPR. So Yes, this is. We require the license from hosts submitting a show, as by default, the work is considered to be copyright, all rights reserved. We accept shows posted under the Creative Commons license, GNU free documentation license, and anything in the public domain, anything under a Floss software license. We do not post other copyrighted content, even if it is under a fair use clause, and there's a link to the discussion on why that is. We do allow shows by arranged permissions where the host has explicit permission to submit the show, but we have never had a show submitted under this clause. I'm now proposing that we remove that option, as even though that would give us permission to host it, it would cause problems for our listeners. Our podcasts are played in public spaces, and as the content is Creative Commons, they don't need to pay national license authorities. If we play content that is not Creative Commons, then they do. It would also prevent anyone from knowing the rights they have without knowing the explicit permissions attached to an individual show and being able to interpret what that would mean to them if they reused it this clause makes the whole question ambiguous because we flag our feed creative commons but the individual show would not be to be safe we would need to remove these shows from the main feed and make it so that they would only get these special shows if you explicitly opted in for them i don't see how this would benefit anyone as no one would be subscribed to this feed so the proposed changes remove that text and replace it with if you are redistribution, redistributing under another Creative Commons license, GNU free documentation license, public domain, or Floss software license, then please signal that when you upload your show. We do not post other copyrighted content, even if it is made available under fair use or by arranged permission. So the feedback on that. Uh, James T says, sounds good and avoids a legal challenge. Kevin O'Brien, I'm in favour. I've used Creative Commons and all my content for years. Uh, Roan says, I am for it. Best to do it now before somebody does a show, does submitted a show by arrange permissions. Andrew Conway and McNally, I too uh, am in favour, a straightforward policy, but I confess I'm now thinking of quickly submitting a by arrange permission show only because Roan put the idea in my head. Uh, Sporus definitely sounds like the right thing to do to avoid potential future issues. I'm having a hard time thinking of any downsides, and I tend to be the person to pick apart proposals at work. Uh Tlatu, I'm in favour, keep it simple, keep it open. X101, I2 am in favour of this change. Chris uh, Monochromic says, given the fact that each and every show carries an explicit copyright notice even if submitted under the default license. Aye. Claudio says, hi all. Throwing in my vote for this change definitely will be for the better and provides protection as well as making sure the content remains freely accessible. Mark Rice, I'm in favour also. Um, that's pretty much the feedback on that. Okay, and then uh, Chris requested that we, from Monochromic from Linux inmos says, hi admins, ever considering using a Let's encrypt cert for HTTPS for the website? And putting a redirect in place to avoid browser security warnings to which I said we do have it in place and an automatic redirect. I would like to get people's feeling on an automatic redirect, more or less summarizing. Uh, John Spriggs says, uh, better search engine optimization and reduce the risks of intercept and gives examples where that's happened. Um, Yep. Uh, Kevin O'Brien says he uses HTTPS everywhere in his browser so he automatically gets redirected. Claudio says he has an edge case where he has vintage computers accessing the site. Yep. And John replies back to Kevin saying that the EFF has deprecated HTTPS everywhere. And then we had a monochromic saying uh, linking to a 2014 article from Google devs about how they're going to rank HTTPS sites more than HTTP sites. And so i concur with John and other people that the advantages of HTTPS far outweigh the disadvantages, to which I reply um, that John had two points. Uh, Both of his points are covered by the fact that we have HTTPS already in place. Uh, Kevin pointed out that he has an extension. John pointed out that the EFF page says now the world is closer with mainstream browsers offering native support for HTTPS-only mode And I pointed out that the article from Google goes back seven years, and in that time, we've been contacted an awful lot uh, by Google. Anytime Google changes a policy, in fact, we get an email saying that our site isn't doing this or not doing that, according to them. I do want to point out that Claudio's... uh, I'm I'm summarizing here. Claudio's vintage computer thing is is kind of valid because there are a lot of low-cost IoT devices that... Don't necessarily have uh, certs that would um, allow them to connect, and I think that's going to become a bigger problem here in the future. Where um, if you ever load up Windows ninety five or a retro computer and try to browse the internet now, how much of a problem that is? Um, again. My point is Google don't seem to be worried about it and the EFF doesn't seem to be worried about having a HTTP only site. so what's what's the point again what am I missing? Um, Mad says I would prefer the HTTP site to be only available on I don't care about security.hackerpublicradio.org. hackerpublicradio. Um, to which I reply that redirectors like strip SSL, take a HTTP connection and uh, basically take advantage of these HTTPS redirects and use it to their advantage to do a man-in-the-middle attack. Um, Then we would need to use a thing called uh, HST, which is HTTP strict transport security, which is a a header that you can put in your URLs to... Uh, a header that you can put in, let's say that you re- require HTTPS. Um, and then I bring up the point of, are we going to do browser redirects? Uh, but what about the podcatcher clients? And I really kind of want to know why we're doing this now and not in 2014. Uh, John the Nice Guy um, gives me some advice about... <laughs> UUIDs, yes, John, I hear you. And when I'm, when you're on the back end of uh, three or four terabytes of data, you got to be a bit, uh, be careful. Uh, so DNT says uh, their web, the government website on HST clearly advises against redirecting HTTP to HTTPS um, because it doesn't. Deliver the default security, and then goes on about maybe we should implement it, and but skip the preload, which I you know, might be inclined to do. Um, and then uh, Mag gives some more information on on the max age, etc. And uh, so uh, DNT actually noticed that the navigation bar on HPR was hard coded with HTTP. Uh, which we fixed and I subsequently noticed when was it today or yesterday Obviously well, we'll, we'll get to that one in a minute and yeah I say some of the um, padlock saying parts of this page are not secure so when we went through and fixed all the all the website itself the show notes themselves contain images and we're going through a process of fixing those over the holidays, so uh, that's a bit of a change that we need to be a little bit careful about doing. And um, Chris has a description about man in the middle attack with the MP3 or OG feed, but Clatu uh, has already hacked us uh, using a similar method. So yeah, we're never going to be secure, but and carl has a recommendations for a web server that uh does https uh, and basically was looking at the same issue himself so summary is as of now um the main website has been modified to be https links well modified to be if you come on https the links are all https most of the images will probably redirect to the HTTPS website. We'll see how we're going to do that in the fullness of time. Any comments there, Dave?
0: No, not really. I mean, uh, there's, there's a fair bit of work to go through the entire database and make changes, but uh, we're, we're, we're going to tackle that soon as we can uh, We can get the resources to do it. I, we,
1: you and I, can, can do the stuff. Yes, uh, very good. And <clears throat> even I noticed that even though I didn't change any of the RSS feeds, that was sufficient to re-trigger um, all the recent show postings to uh, Mastodon. So I am, I'm yeah. very concerned about changing the RSS feeds to HTTPS. In fact, I don't see the point. Someone would really have to convince me with a strong argument as to why that would be useful. People people are more than welcome to, uh, I can do a separate HTTPS feed that people can, can subscribe to if they wish. Perhaps that's the way forward. Anyway, let us settle until after the, after the New Year show, and we'll see, come back to this one again in January. People's thoughts on this would be appreciated, um, but I'm not going to, uh, I, I'd like to hear I'm not going to change it just because everybody else is doing it. I want to know a reason. We have a very specific use case on HPR. Everything we do is in the open anyway. So, um, yes, there's a reason to have a HTTPS website, which we do. So um, we should provide an option for people to download their shows, I guess, over HTTPS. Is that going to be a separate feed Says to himself? Perhaps. Perhaps. Anywho. I to the mail list. I believe the following policy changes have been accepted and will be made over the holiday period. This is your last chance to give feedback. HPR will move from Hash Podcast Planet. Uh, will move to Hash Podcast Planet on Libera, and we will also include links to the Matrix and Mastodon, etc., and a link to the discussion of that. Existing shows will be flagged with the current version of the Creative Commons license, and new shows will start defaulting to attribution 4.0 international license, CC by SA 4.0. So that's not correct in the mail list, by the way. CC by SA. Hmm, Okay. The intro and outro will be changed, and the upload form will remove the option to add the intro and outro and I've requested some recording time with my wife to record a new intro, or a new outro. And the most recent one, removal of by-arrange permission when posting to HPR. So, if you have objections to any of those, please contact us immediately. Thank you. Then we had a thing about the community news. We had... Request by Tony and Mad Sweeney about um, the upcoming New Year's show. Or are we going to update the website for Bits and Bobs? And that was that. Anything to add, Dave?
0: Uh, no, no. Um, that all seems to be uh, Yeah, in detail. sorry, I'm not sure if I'm still distorting. I was keeping the
1: on my side, was. yeah. Uh, but it could be me.
0: Yeah, yeah. Shall I record. do the any
1: other business? The older HPR shows on archive.org, there were 125 additional shows in the range of 12870 have been uploaded, and the number of shows left to upload now is 244. Excellent work, Dave. Excellent work. I still need to have a look at that one issue that you had. Uh, I haven't had a chance yet. And... I would like to thank... I'll just do them all myself, Dave, then, if that's okay. I would like to thank all the hosts that submitted shows this year. To Be Frank, Trumpet John, Windigo, CRVS, O9L, Arftab, Deep Gig, Biza, Tim Timmy, Tojet, Anonymous, Enigma, Tajzar, Paul Quirk, Clinton Roy, Hunky Magoo, Swift 110, Kogo, some guy on the internet, Trey, Be Easy, Plaque, Floater Two, Daniel Pearson's, Nai uh, Nai Ilosa, Dave Morris, Platoon, Black Colonel, Andrew Conway, JWP, Dun, DNT, Mister X, Jezra, The Love Bug, Minix, Brian in Ohio. Metatronic, Sigflop, Hacker Defoe, Roan, Quivnu, Operator, Claudio Miranda, John Culp, Norrist, One of Spoons, Archer72, Tuka Ken Fallon, Monochromic, Ahuka, and of course, the HBR Volunteers. That's it, Dave. Are you going to be on the show tomorrow?
0: Yes, I
1: plan to, probably in the morning, probably. Okay, that's it, everybody. Tune in tomorrow for another exciting episode of Hacker Public Radio. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. Today's show was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast,
0: then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hosting for HBR is kindly provided by anhonesthost.com, the Internet Archive and rsync.net. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.